Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, March 8th, 2021. It's been 144 days since Tony nominations were announced. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Over the weekend, they had a very, very special guest on This Week on Broadway. Not only was it in celebration of her fourth book being released, it was also her birthday weekend as Jennifer Ashley Tepper joined the show as she has many times before. They talked about um, the fourth edition of her Untold Stories of Broadway. Um, I guess it's, I mean, it's a series at this point. I mean, you can't really, you can't really say that it's not. This is volume four. I believe it's out now. Isn't anything Uh, after two a series anyway? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if, is it, does it become a series or does it have to go trilogy then series or is like series include trilogies? I think series Uh, is just whatever you want it to be. More than one, I think probably is fair. Uh, (laughs) They also talked to Bob Ost, who is the executive executive director of Theater Resources Unlimited. Um, They have a bunch of upcoming events that I think a lot of folks will be very interested in. So check out that episode in your feeds. And very, very special announcement. It is confirmed that This week on Broadway, we'll be having another Saturday evening recording this coming Saturday, March 13th. It'll be at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you are a member of our Patreon, you will have the opportunity to sit in while the This Week on Broadway panel interviews the great David Zippel. Yay! Lyricist of so many incredible things, both on stage and screen, that um, you will un undoubtedly um, want to hear the stories that he has of working with some of the greatest composers um, of all time, frankly, especially sure. in the musical theater. So um, check that out again. If you want to be a member of our Patreon and listen to that interview while it is happening on Saturday evening, head over to patreon.com slash Broadway radio, Broadway radio.com slash Patreon city of angels revival. Oh when please. So good. Immediately like, when Broadway every, comes back. Thanks. Every time I hear one of the songs from that show on Sirius XM, like you're just like, how is this so brilliant? And mm-hmm. why is this show not one of the biggest things ever? Like Correct. the wordplay, his wordplay in those songs is like, what you don't know about women is genius. Oh, like so, so much of it is so smart. So highly recommend uh, City of Angels, but then also highly recommend <laughs> this conversation with David Zippel on next week's This Week on Broadway. All right, actually, let's get into the news and let's start with an article that came in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend. Charles Passy wrote an article that was then picked up in other outlets because I don't have a subscription to the Wall Street Journal, so I was able to read it at foxbusiness.com. But he wrote that there are some producers who are actually beginning to expect that Broadway could begin reopening this fall after most had given up hope for 2021 return. With the announcements of these slow, small openings in New York for arts and entertainment venues coming in the next few months and the the Biden administration's declaration that via the Defense Production Act, there will be enough vaccines for every adult in the country to have one by the end of May. Although that doesn't mean that everyone will actually be able to get one by the end of May, just that they will actually exist. Um, Producers are starting to be more optimistic, even though they know that whatever the situation is going to be will be less than ideal. Chris Harper, who is one of the producers of the company revival, uh, said in the article, quote, in my dream world, we'd have at least six months 
to sell tickets. However, Harper admitted to the journal that they will probably have to deal with a much shorter turnaround from when they receive an official date they're allowed to reopen and when the first performance takes place. Now, of course, if New York City and state says you can reopen on date X, that doesn't mean any shows will or have to no, open right. on date X. But it sounds like from what Harper is saying is that it might be X plus 30 days rather than X plus six months mm. um, like they are potentially hoping. Um, don't do the math on that. I was terrible at algebra. <laughs> anyway, um, Harper, along with others, including Andrew Lloyd Webber and Kevin McCollum, are thinking of how they can make not only it's safe for audiences to return, but how they can make sure that audiences actually feel that they are safe enough to come back to Broadway. One theory discussed in the article is that perhaps audience members will be more open to coming to shows that do not have an intermission, not just because they can get home quicker, but as McCollum says, quote, they don't have to think about mingling for 20 minutes if there's no intermission and a bunch of other people walking around. Of course, it is important to remember that Kevin McCollum is one of the people behind Six, so he might have a vested interest in that philosophy moving forward when Broadway reopens. Mm -hmm. Now, Ashley, this is essentially the same discussion we've been having for the past 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> and again and again, we've seen this proverbial football snatched away from us like we are uh, our Charlie Brown. But this does feel different to me. I'm not necessarily sold on a fall return, but I think think that the optimism is genuine and finally for the first time actually based in some sort of concrete evidence. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not delusional and it's not a smoke screen like we've seen so many times from the Broadway League. I do feel like there is <laughs> finally some for I know some forward movement on the reopening front. And while I might not think that they are going to reopen in the fall, I'm not saying they're not. Mm. Uh, I'm not sold, but like I feel like this is actually the beginning of a plan rather than right. just a pie in the sky hopes and dreams. Nice, nice. I like I like the wording of that one. Yeah, I think fall is really ambitious and that's not, you know, to be pessimistic about anything that's being really realistic because there are so many factors that are going to, I mean, look at rehearsal, like getting people back in rehearsals alone. I mean, we, we've yeah, been, you need they, a month at least. They, yeah, they've been out of work for a year, so there's going to be conditioning that's going to be needed, there's going to be rehearsals, there may need to be cast replacements shows that were about to open or whoever already opened so that you'll need to go through more casting for that so there's a lot that's going to go and then you know again on the ticket selling side like there's going to be a lot of work that needs to go into it but as you said like I, I'm feeling more optimistic personally especially you know with <laughs> an improved vaccine rollout. I wouldn't say it's good yet as I watched sure. like a lot of people go through some ZocDoc thing today um, that was basically like Ticketmaster, but for vaccines and oh nobody was able to get in like Ticketmaster. <laughs> uh, so it's clearly not right yet, but we're, you know, more people are getting vaccinated and the, um, the requirements for it are expanding. So that means, you know, let alone other states, but at least the city will be vaccinated. You're going to have to start looking at tourism and what those limitations are going to be if we're yeah. going to be talking about a fall and, you know, people coming in from other states and how we're going to feel safe about that. But that's one step at a time. And I think this is, you know, this conversation is at least moving forward. And that is a positive, if nothing else. 
Because as you said, we've been talking about this for a year in the exact same ways, but now it does feel like it's moving forward. Yeah. Well, um, that is a positive thing. Um, And we're going to transition and talk about another positive thing because we're going to talk about our sponsor for this week, ExpressVPN. Now, ExpressVPN is positive. You know what is not positive? What? The fact that there are thousands of shows and movies that Netflix will only let you watch if you are in a certain location or country, and yet they it's still true. have the nerve to increase your price. It's it true. Keeps, keeps going up. And let's be honest. In 2021, you don't have a choice not to have Netflix. Like, it is a necessity for life as a human being. Now, you could just cancel your subscription, but of course, we're not going to do that. You have to have it. I reorganized on my Roku TV all of the different streaming apps that I have. Oh, God, yeah. There's literally like nine or ten of them, and all of them have different restrictions about what's available Mm -hmm. in the U.S. versus the U.K. versus Asia versus Africa and Australia, all of the above. But you can make sure that you can always watch any program wherever you are just by using ExpressVPN like I do. Mm -hmm, Exactly. No matter where you're located, no matter where you want to watch content from, you can use ExpressVPN. It has over 90 countries to choose from. That's nine zero. So if you're bored with one place, travel to another by switching over and unlocking new shows. Like I've said in the past, this is the only way you should be traveling right now. And you have 90 countries to choose from. (laughs) Whether you're bitter with Netflix or not, it's not just for Netflix. As you said, there are so many different streaming services and you can use ExpressVPN to unlock shows on all of them. It's super fast, works on your phone, laptop, smart TV, tablet, whatever. You can watch shows on the big screen with no buffering. Yeah, so be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash broadwayradio. And don't forget to use our links. You can get three extra months free. Not too shabby. That's expressvpn.com slash broadwayradio. Expressvpn.com slash broadwayradio to learn more. I'm looking at the website right now. It's it's a nice, it's a fancy website. Is I would, it? Ooh. Yeah, it's really really nice. Respect. So, yeah. Then you know <laughs> you know they know what they're doing. Then if their website's yes. good, <laughs> that's just law. <laughs> hey, if they say it on the internet, it's got to be true. Truth, truth. All right, Ashley. Let's get back into the news and let's talk about some upcoming productions. Some of which are virtual, but not all of them, Ashley. First, on May 4th, a host of Broadway stars will join together to remember the late, great, wonderful Rebecca Luker. Mm. Laura Benanti, who made her Broadway debut understudying Luker in The Sound of Music. Sierra Bagas, who played Lily, the role originated by Luker in the Manhattan concert production of The Secret Garden. Uh, Michael Cerveris, who uh, played opposite Rebecca Luker in her final Broadway production uh, when she was a temporary replacement in Fun Home, as well as Victoria Clark, who uh, directed Luker in a show that I talked to Rebecca about on uh, Tell Me More a few years ago, um, as well as 
um, Santino Fontana, Judy Kuhn, uh, Howard McGillan, Norm Lewis, Kelly O'Hara, and Sally Wilford, recent guests on this week on Broadway, will all perform. The concert, affectionately titled Becca, will raise money for a Rebecca Luker Memorial Fund with 100% of tickets and donations going to ALS Research. Tickets will be just $20 and will be available at CelebrateBecca.com. Ashley, we Mm. have talked about a lot of like must-see concerts over this year. Uh, This is definitely one of them, just like Rebecca's last concert was. Yeah. I mean, getting close to a year ago now. Um, when she did a concert from her uh, from her home, mm-hmm. yeah, and this is such a fitting cast to remember such a wonderful, beloved, missed person. Yeah, absolutely. In some other news, last week, Irish Rep announced that all nine of their 2020 performance on screen digital productions will be available to rent from Broadway on demand now through December 31st of this year. These shows include uh, the acclaimed Molly Sweeney, The Weir, Love Knoll, On Beckett, Meet Me in St. Louis, and more. Rentals will be $25 and will be available for 48 hours at a time. Um, there are some really great productions from Irish Rep last year. Actually, I watched a yeah. number of them. Yeah. Um, and some great stars. And I'm too, my beloved Melissa Erico was in uh, Meet Me in St. Louis. Um, Ali Ewalt was in one as well. So uh, Bill Irwin did on Beckett. So, I mean, it's just some great, great shows, some great, great performers. Highly recommend folks checking those out on uh, Broadway On Demand. And finally, speaking of St. Louis, the St. Louis Shakespeare Festival announced last week that when they return for their 21st season of Outdoor Shakespeare, uh, that they will be opening their season on June 2nd with King Lear starring the great Tony winner, Andre DeShields. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine him playing Lear? Like, that's amazing. Um, We will have more information on that production as well as the entire season for the St. Louis Shakespeare Festival in the show notes. But St. Louisians? St. Louisians? Louisian? I don't know. (laughs) But people in St. Louis, this is a great opportunity coming up in a few months. And I would get your tickets now if you feel comfortable seeing an outdoor show in June, of course. I have... Um, an aunt and uncle who live in St. Louis. Um, and yeah. I'm going to recommend they check Andre out as King Lear. Uh, I'm gonna consider heading out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. That, you're not supposed to be traveling. Although uh, June, who knows June, what happens in June. June, and I will be fully vaccinated in three weeks. That's so That's I'll true. be, if I have to take it. You'll a, be busting out all over. I will be busting out all over. I'll be <laughs> heading to St. Louis, Missouri to go see Andre Shields. That is, sounds like one of the most feel-good recommendations you can imagine, even though Lear is not exactly the most feel-good show in the world. Uh, you know. But I have a couple other feel-good recommendations here. This first one, I would be shocked if you haven't seen it already, Ashley. Obviously, but, I've seen it. Yeah, of course you have. You devoured it. Um, <laughs> um, Gordon Cox uh, interviewed one Jake Gyllenhaal for Variety uh, last week. And in it, they basically just talk about what a big theater nerd Jake Gyllenhaal is. Um, and which I think we, we, like, I don't think we really realized until he did, um, Little Shop with Ellen Green. Yeah. And then it was like, he's kind of been doing theater ever since between that and Sunday and it's then Seawall and a Life true. and was supposed to do Sunday again in London, um, <laughs> I guess last summer. I know. Didn't you have tickets? 
Uh, I was planning to, uh, you know. Okay, I don't remember if they even got to the selling Yeah, I I can't remember, because I think it was supposed to be in July of last year, and then they just completely, I think they technically postponed it, but who knows. Yeah, you never know with his schedule, but um, it's just so cool to see, like, this guy who is one of the biggest movie stars in the world being so open and enthusiastic about his love uh, for theater. It's also cool to remember that he was not only a producer on Seawall Alive, a show which he started, but he was also a producer on Slave Play, yeah, which is uh, yeah. pretty cool as well. Yeah, he's been busy, as you said, since Little Shop, which was absolutely absurd casting. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I loved it, uh, but uh, absurd. Uh, but I, well, it was an encores thing. Like, I'm it fine with- It was an encores thing. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. But Officer Ellen Green, you know, and uh, and he also, you know, mutilated the lyrics like three times when oh, I did saw he really? it. Yeah. So <laughs> when he was announced for Sunday, I was like, "You've got, there's no way he's going to sing Sondheim," and he absolutely proved me wrong. So I was delighted. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's as the headline of this says has always been a theater kid, and it's his his career has always been weird. I mean, most known yeah. for Donnie Darko, but I always really appreciate like his commitment to doing just really odd things mm-hmm. especially on yeah. film but he'll pretty much do produce anything in theater and that always makes me really happy yeah also what makes me happy is hearing Eva Noblezada sing anything um, yeah. she was Seth Rodetsky's guest on his concert series on Sunday um, we are actually re- started recording at 7pm so I could watch the 8pm show know. get ready um, for but- it yeah, we already have a clip because they did it live at 3 p.m. She, um, the, the clip we will have in the show notes is her singing I'd Rather Be Me from Mean Girls, the mm. uh, Janice song towards the end of the show. Um, she is amazing, uh, as always. And like I said before, just a truly one of the most, uh, remarkable talents we've seen in a while. And I still think she's like, she can't be 25 yet, can she? Like, is oh, she God. know? It's, I mean, she's got to be 23, 24 at this point. How long ago? She was 17 when she was cast for, for Saigon. She so, is going to be 25 on March 18th. Okay. Well, I was 11 days from being there wrong, so go. I'm counting that as a win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but just really remarkable, and um, she's great. So I'm very much looking forward to her coming back to Broadway, I'm assuming, in Town. She said, like, on Instagram recently, she said, like, um, I just want my job back. So I don't know if she meant that in the in the macro sense of like Broadway, or if she meant that in the micro sense of just generally playing <laughs> Eurydice. Um, either way, all of it. Um, I she's I'm hitching my uh hitching uh, a ride on her star because I think she's going there to be go. one you of the, the greats for a long, long time. <laughs> you got it out. There you go. I, yeah. know, I had no idea what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, uh Hades Town better be there when we get back because Well, but it doesn't necessarily mean that she will be with it even well, if it is. Well, I know, but you would you would think she would want to be. So yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I, that, I hope so. Yeah. I was talking about this with somebody else this weekend. Like I wonder if even if people were planning on leaving shows in the spring, like their year contracts were right. up in the spring yeah. of 2020, I wonder if they'll come back anyway because they've been out of work for a year and a half. Like they might just want the consistency of a regular paycheck. So folks that might have left shows um, might just be coming back. Shows like unless they like ended up pe- on a TV show or something. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like that. Like Hades Town or or Moulin Rouge, which had been around for a while. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of what other shows had been around, you know, were coming up. But like, 
you know, or I, I've heard a lot of rumors about Beetlejuice coming back. I wonder what that cast oh, will look like if it does. So, so we'll see. But anyway, that is all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt Ashley. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No. This is Ashley. All right, everybody, don't forget David Zippel this Saturday night. Head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon to get in on that. We've got some cool stuff happening this week. Tomorrow's a big, big day, so make sure you hear tomorrow's episode. And then on Friday, we are going to have a a special roundtable show with the three of us um, where we talk about some stuff relating to the year that was and hopefully the year that will be Mm -hmm. in theater. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Monday. Have a wonderful week, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.